and you have reached Alisa and Giles podcast. And this is Lisa and Jael Trinity, also known as L.A.J. Trinity. So listen, y'all, let's go. should try and sound a little awake (laughs) I only got four hours of sleep I was working so listen it is uh, the first of August 2023 at uh, 1.03 p.m. listen it's August fall will be around soon and uh, it, it's going to it's time it'll be time for scarves and boots and cute little sweaters and listen carnigans I, I like that kind of I like that type that time of year I think I might find my husband during the time of year because you know um you have more you cover more but listen I got swag and I look cute he'll never know to our honeymoon <laughs> I go, surprise. <laughs> Listen, he'll be none the wiser because I'm going to win him over by my character, my charm, and honey, uh, my heart. So he won't mind at all. He'll, you know, he won't mind at all. He'll, he'll just look at me and, and he'll say, lights, please. <laughs> No, and my husband, listen, my future husband is going to be a sweet person. He's going to spoil me. He's going to let me shop at Nordstrom, not Bloomingdale's, because their clothes are a little bit too, you know, I'm a little more edgy in, in my in my, in my my fashionista ways. But I, you know, I love me, you know, when I get my lipo section, I'm, I'm going to go back to Nordstrom and my uh, Marshalls and my Forever 21 and my H&M and, um, my urban stores so my urban stores are for my edgy stuff okay and 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 some not so edgy but 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 they're uh how can i describe the pieces they're great these urban stores that i shop at in urban communities they're great for separates and um, the turnover in the inventory is so high that I like the exclusivity that I get um, with the clothing because I know I won't run into someone in the grocery store with my same shirt or, uh, you know, a graffiti pant. <laughs> and then um, for my more conservative clothes, I do, again, wear separates. Um, my choice attire, actually, for court would be all white. 
um, even in the winter time, uh, I might do like an off-white or beige, but um, I prefer bright colors for court, honestly. I just, you know, you walk, you know, colors have a lot to do with your mood. You, if a judge is sitting at the bench and he, everybody walks and everybody has on a blue or black suit. Here I go in all white. You know what his eyes are going to do? Listen. No, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like in, in a sexual way. I'm just saying just, it's something about his mood. Wow, that's, you know, I because I brought light into the room. There is something about color when, uh, and you have to understand how the human mind reacts and, and, and the mood reacts to color. It, it reacts um, in a very positive or sometimes in a very negative way. So color has a lot to do with the other person's mood. If I want my client to not to be sad that day, I, I might wear something yellow. And they might look at me and say, you're awfully bright today. And I said, well, I hope this rubs off because I want you to have a bright day too. Let's go in and um, let's handle the other side. We're, we're going to win this case. So, um, so yeah, so, so that was my sidebar. You know, I, I always have a sidebar. But listen, this is Lisa and Giles Trinity. And, um, this is Alicia and Giles podcast. So, um, this morning I, I got some of my work done early today and I had an opportunity to, um, turn on the television and watch uh, a little bit of NBC News on my Samsung Guide. So I watch Samsung Guide. I, I don't, you know, it's a no for cable. I do have my Wi-Fi through, um, through a cable uh, provider. But I don't think, does anybody, does anybody, I mean, do people still have cable? Because with all these smaller uh, apps now that you can get your favorite channels on, as opposed to ordering the entire, uh, the entire uh, channel guide. But anyway, I don't have cable, but I do have my certain apps, and I do have my Samsung TV that I like the guide, and I get my news. So um, there are three things that I would like to uh, actually, four things I would like to address in this podcast. So um, as I said, I was watching NBC News, and um, I don't have. I, I listen. I don't have. I, I I'm not of the Barracuda today on this podcast. The last couple of days, the last couple of podcasts, I've had to be a spiritual parent and um, a, a professional parent, and just a friend being honest. And uh, but today it's it's just you know it's about it's it's just about the people and it's about you know giving my professional uh, expertise um, over this podcast in reference to the following. So the first topic I'd actually like to discuss. I'm going to pause it. Hold on one moment. Okay. So on NBC News. Yeah. 
hold on. I'm thinking. Hold on. Okay, so uh, I had to pause it one more time. Okay, now on NBC News, they were uh, one of the first topics they were discussing in that segment were kids and parents uh, regarding posting online. Now I tend I, I tend to uh, play the role of Auntie Lisa on social media, especially when I am addressing the young people. I have worked with young people and mentored young people and have uh, counseled young people uh, for a very long time. I've inclusive inclusive of. Uh, teaching religion to young people from the age of 18 years of age. I am now 49. Um, with that being said, I, 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 I do hold a degree, several certifications, as well as uh, many, 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 many years of experience uh, working with not only local communities and facilities and uh, youth centers, but um, this year I officially have gone international as far as a professional and my company. Now, uh, the demographics that I have experienced working with are between the ages of 8 and 80 years of age. So that's a very wide range. So, um, in, 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 in regards to kids and parents online, I've got to say that um, social media is a beautiful thing, um, but it can also be a very dangerous thing. Now, God gave us technology to make things easier, um, but the world is not a utopia and not everybody has a good heart so you do have to be careful but in in terms of being more specific in regards to kids and parents online if the child is under 17 years of age again if the child is 17 and under you have to be careful posting pictures okay and and disclosing information about the child um i understand i have two children i have three grandchildren and I have adoptive children, children that I've adopted through my mentoring and my ministry. So I understand when you sit back as a proud parent and, and your kids are cute and, and they're gifted and they're excelling and you want to tell the world. But they're minors and, they, and, 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 and children are very, they're very impressionable. So, uh... Sometimes if the child is very young and they are not taught well about self-defense and, and, and about the environment and being street smart, you make them susceptible and accessible to prey, okay, P-R-E-Y, those who are pedophiles and um, the like. 
those who hunt the social media networks for children, for teenagers. So there is a precaution or caution that should be taken. Now what is okay and what is not okay? I've seen now this is this is going too far and these parents are stupid. I've seen Instagram pictures of mothers nursing their children. I've seen pictures of their three, four, five year olds in the tub. This is a stupid parent. And and then you make your page public so anybody can view it. Now even if you, you have to okay the viewer and your page is maybe your page isn't public. It's a stupid thing. Okay, it's a stupid thing. It's a stupid thing. That is something that should not be done. Now, graduation pictures. I understand you want to post. You want to post. But what I would do is I would I would it's okay to, to post a graduation picture or a birthday picture, but I will crop it. I would make sure that my house number is not shown. I would make sure that um, I don't disclose the age of my child. Maybe not with the birthday cake. Maybe just with the birthday hat or uh, the graduation hat. Okay. Um, I wouldn't post pictures of my child standing in front of the awning or the uh, sign of said school. So it's okay to be proud of your children, but you must do it with caution. Okay? Um, if the, I was saying, to go back to what I was saying before, if in fact the child is 17 and under, all of these things apply, what I have just disclosed. But once they get to be about, uh, about 13, 14 years of age, you really want to start asking their permission. Because now they have friends, they have an inner circle, they have a clique, they have a reputation, they've established, they, they have their own... Excuse me. They have, excuse me, I had a small cough. They have their own, I, they have their own, they have their own feelings. And sometimes young people can, are very private people, despite the wide uh, use of social media platforms nowadays. But they choose, you understand? So, it does require a certain form of respect, okay, when it comes to posting pictures of your child. When it gets to be about 13, 14, you really should inquire of the child, and is this okay? Okay? Um, it's, 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 it can be, you know, for all they know, they, they might consider it, um, uh, a little bit, uh, socially detrimental <laughs> so you want to give them consideration now in my house let me tell you what I did in my house whether I was a single parent I was a single parent 
No man in the house. Two kids. Raising two kids on my own. I had them back to back. They're a year apart. Now in my house, I would have been like this if I had been married as well. So this is applicable to whether you're a single parent or whether you're married. But let me tell you, for as long as my kids had social media, cell phones, or apps, I had every password and a username to every account. Not only did I hold every username and password, okay? Now, I would do random spot checks on the cell phone and said social apps. So any given day, Wednesday, Tuesday, or a Sunday, honey, about... Look, about 6 a.m., where's your phone? Give me your phone. <laughs> Let me see the pictures. Let me see the messages. Now, I had the username and password, so I was able to log on at any time. But these are the precautions you take when you allow your children to use social media and when they are posting. You must be a watchman. You must be a bodyguard. You must be a covering for them because though you may trust the child, maybe they're good, a good kid. You can't trust the world. Okay? So, I did random spot checks. And, um, that worked. I put parental controls on the internet. Honey, if it wasn't Disney or, listen, they couldn't get onto Teen Nick. If it wasn't Disney or, or, or some form of uh, history, <laughs> history, you know, uh, those history channels, they, they, they couldn't log on. So, um, and then I have parental controls on my cable. So, you take these precautions when you have uh, minors in the home. Okay, that is what helped me. That is what gave uh, me uh, uh, good children. Because I have really good kids. Um, they have had their moments. But, but listen... I've had I have had really no problems or issues with my children because the Bible says that if you train a child in the way of God, paraphrasing, they they will if they do even leave and go astray, they'll come back. Because one thing with children, that even if you say, because in my house it was look, everybody going to church, nobody staying home on Sunday. You're going to church. Listen. It didn't matter how old they got. Okay. My, listen. I was very, very serious. Because I knew that once I got there, it was my responsibility as covering. I was mother and father. It was my responsibility as a parent to get them there. It makes no sense for me to go and leave them home. And I, and I, I get fed. And, and. I may be, I may be okay. I may be okay. Because if I'm leaving my kids home like that, I'm not okay. If you're leaving your kids home like that, you're not okay. You can't go to church and leave your kids at home. Because you're covering. Your job is to get the kids to the church. And make sure, because once they get there, they cannot unhear what they hear. It goes into their soul. And so therefore, without them even knowing, you are equipping them for any... A opposition from the enemy that is waiting to sift them as wheat. That's Bible. The enemy doesn't care about the age of the child. 
Satan wants to sift your child as wheat. When my kids were young, I would put scriptures on the refrigerator. One scripture a week, and they had to memorize it. The first go-to scripture was Psalms 23, because that was the go-to scripture. If they got into any trouble, even as a teenager, they could say, the Lord is my shepherd. If they knew nothing, if they didn't know the rest of the psalm, they knew the Lord is my shepherd. So you have to take these precautions. It is both taking precaution in a physical sense and in a spiritual sense. So once you get your child to church, and I mean they were young as three and four years old in Sunday school. This is, this is not something I started when they were 18. So once you get your child to church, they cannot unhear what they have heard. And therefore, you are preparing them not only for the business world, not only for marriage, not only for college, not only for the, that Monday, and preparing them for uh, the week to be strong people. But you are preparing them for an eternal life. See, it, it is going from level to level, glory to glory. And it is growth. And sometimes, you know, children, let me retract that. Most times, children do not do what you say. Children do what you do. If you don't want your children to drink alcohol and get drunk, you shouldn't drink. If you don't want them going out there smoking weed, that can then increment or, or trans, uh, uh Trans, be transferable or or uh, what, what is the word I want to use see sin is transferable okay it, 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 it is it, it happens in increments okay a drunk doesn't just isn't born a drunk okay it starts with the first drink so there was a word I was looking for but it has left to me so what I want to say is that if you don't want your child to become an alcoholic, then you don't drink. If you don't want them destroying their temple with uh, cigarettes and cigars that can induce serious cancer, you shouldn't smoke. If you want them to stay pure and 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 um and classy, Okay, and, and, those, and prepare the correct way, the holy way for their spouse, then you yourself should not be whoring around. Bring every Tom, Dick, and Harry home or every, or every Jane, Jill, and Sue home. They need to see it. You have to be an example. You have to walk the walk so that, and not just talk the talk. It takes to be a soldier in the home. You are covering the platoon. And the enemy, an enemy goes for the head to destroy and divide the rest of the home. But sometimes the enemy will attack your children. And if they are not prepared, if they're ill-prepared, because you didn't feed them correctly, they can be sick and die. So this is very, very important. So this is, I, 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 I'm going to... Um, Go on to the next topic, but it's okay. Social media is a beautiful thing. God is the, uh, uh, he does all things new. That's Bible. That's from the book of Revelations. He does all things new. He never, and nothing ever stays the same with God. 
And he is a moving God. Capital G. So technology is a beautiful thing. But as it evolves, as technology evolves, as as more apps become accessible and, and they become uh, upgraded, you know, just... You know, just used with caution. I'm a big IT person. I have my certification in computers as well as um, computer science. So I'm a big, I'm a big, I, I love computers. I'm IT. I'm, I'm IT. I'm informational technology. I I am big on software. I, I, I built my websites and stuff like that from scratch. I'm, I'm great at the computer. I type about 80 words a minute. And if I don't understand the software, I, it only takes me, it doesn't take me long to figure it out. So there's nothing wrong with computers. It's a beautiful thing. It makes life easier. God wants to make our life easier if you're a good sheep. So, uh, but you just use with caution. Now, it is, I, it is 23 minutes into my podcast. Um, I'm going to, this looks like it may be, uh, I'm going to only do two topics now and maybe two topics this evening. So the, the, the last topic, because I don't want to make this podcast more than 40, 45 minutes long, not more than an hour. <laughs> so it's about a half hour in. Listen, so... Friend Dresh. Friend. How are you, friend? So I didn't know. I didn't know. Hold on, because I have a small... I, I got something in my throat. Hold on. Okay, friend, I didn't know you were the president of SAG after. SAG and after, or SAG after. I didn't know. I was watching NBC News and um, they were doing a segment and you were on it. Um, I, I, I just have something briefly. I just, I just want to uh, disclose my, 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 my professional and my personal, uh, I don't know, disclaimer on this. <clears throat> Strikes should always be the last resort. Always. Always. It interrupts productivity. It creates debt on behalf of the striker. It induces um um Stress. It, uh, it 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 should always be a last resort. Now, as I'm sitting listening to the segment, I understand this is your third week on strike as as SAC Astra members. And for those who don't know what SAC Astra is, it is a union for the entertainment industry. Okay, most, you know, actors, actresses. I am, I am a SAG-AFTRA member. I have been so since 1991. 
I became a SAG after member um, at the age of 18. I'm now 49. I'm also an ASCAP member as both a songwriter, singer, and a uh, producer. So, and I have held that membership as an ASCAP member since 2002. So I am well versed and, and well knowledgeable in the, within um, this arena regarding the entertainment industry. Now I never made it to a major platform and some of you know my story and know why. But it doesn't negate that I'm an excellent actress and, and I kind of know my stuff. Um, I have I have done some commercials and some primetime stuff and some modeling when I was much, much, much less skinnier. Um, and then it, uh, I, I kind of um, concentrated on my children's careers once they were born. They had been doing it since literally since they had been born. Uh, I waited until after the six six week checkup, and I and they started working right away. And um, and they are also SAG after members. Now, uh, with that being said, strike should always be. The last resort. It should always be the last resort. Now this is the thing. Friend, sweetie. You have money. And you have lots of it. Um, for those who don't know. Those personalities. And those actors and actresses. They get paid. For sitcoms. And prime time. They get paid more than film. Actors and actresses. By far. By far. I won't disclose by how much, but by far. So TV money, okay? You make a lot more money doing television than you do do than you do doing film. Um, if you are blessed, usually the actor or actress has chosen a lane, and they're either television or they're film. Now there is history that I won't go into it. But it's either or. Rarely you will find, although it's a little bit, you know, it's happening a little bit more frequently, but it's rare that you will have an actor or actress that is, that that's driving in both lanes, both television and film. It's hard to cross over from one to the other. Or if you have a threefold ministry and you also do theater. Now, I would not suggest being... Uh, an actor or actress and I would not suggest if, you, if your lane right now is film okay, this is for those who are in the business or maybe for those who are trying to break in if you are a legit actor okay let me strike that I don't want to use fancy terminology if you are an actor or actress and your thing is film that is your lane okay Please do not venture into theater. There's a reason why. Please, okay? It is a. It is. It could break your career, and it could destroy your gift. Now, this is this is why. If your lane is film and you venture into theater, it it is two different styles of acting, and it requires. A different skill set but you still have to be able to perform you still have to be a good actor or actress 
This is the problem. Theater requires over-dramatization. Excuse me. Theater requires over-dramatization. It tends, you have to be a little bit more flamboyant. You have to project a little bit more. And so, and so therefore, the skill set uh, is slightly different than that of being a performer within the film lane. Okay, drama is just different. Okay, you are in drama. As if you if you are drama if you if you're in the lane and you're doing film and most of it's let's say drama. With this being said, you are actually acting out of your innate gift as an actor or actress. Okay, innate is some innate is is a fancy word that that denotes the natural ability. The natural ability, the ability that's on the inside, that comes out naturally with no effort at all. That's innate. So your natural ability as an actor and actor is a actor or actress is actually being tainted by theater work. And so what happens is, and now this is this is why it's dangerous. You've been a film actor or actress for 15, 20 years. Now you have decided to change lanes and do theater for whatever reason. What happens with the skill set as a theater actor, it overrides, it overrides the natural innate ability as a drama actor or actress. It overrides. And if you go... If you try to revert back to being a film actor or actress, it's very hard. It's very hard. You, you stay in theater or in Broadway doing shows for too long. It, the skill set as a theater actor overrides that natural innate ability as a film actor or actress. It kills it, actually. Because what happens is, as I've disclosed just a few moments ago, it's a different skill set. But it's the kind of skill set it is. You have to over-dramatize. You have to be a little bit more flamboyant. You have to over-project. You do that two or three times a day, five days a week. For a certain amount of years, it overrides your natural innate ability as an artist, as a performer, as an actor or actress. So please, if you're going to do theater, make sure it's just theater. Now, it's okay to dual film and television, but that can, that can even be risky. Okay? Because there is an air that comes with being a film actress. It is old classic Hollywood. Okay? So, film actors and actors are considered way up there, and television actors and actresses are considered to be a little, you know, Hold on just one moment. Considered to be less potent in the industry for some reason. As far as air is concerned. That reputation. I, I don't know how to explain it. There is just... A, uh, it, it's, it's just different. It, 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 you have, I guess, when I'm trying... Now, again, if you're an actor or actress... Okay, look, I'm recording. If you're an actor or actress in the TV lane, you, and you make way more money. 
but your reputation is is slightly different than that of a TV actress than that from a film actor or actress. But in any event, whether you do TV, film, or theater, just make sure that you are faithful over that gift or talent, that you give it back to God, and that you are doing roles that contribute to making the rest of the world a better place and that you are continually inspiring people. Because with every gift and talent, even if you're not an actor or actress, God is, he, he wants you to use it to pour life into other people. And, and, and to, so that you have a good legacy and to, so that you are fulfilling purpose. Now that was a long sidebar. With that being said, y'all just can't, you can't be on strike for six months. I understand that there was a six month uh, ideal in, in, in mind. If you had to be on strike for six months, it's a no. Some of you have children. Some of you, you know, it's, it's a no. It's not realistic to be on a strike for six months. It's just not. Now, this is the problem. This is the problem, friend. You have money. You have lots of money. You have that TV money. And most, a lot of actors and actresses in Hollywood also have a lot of money. If you OGs, you know, just gangsters in, in the business. You've been around for a long time, doing it for a long time. So it is unfair to say yes, let's strike for six months when you're going home to your fancy house and you're driving your fancy car and you pay your bills just fine and you sleep and rest just fine. While the struggling actor who have now followed your advice to strike for six months loses their health insurance, loses their car, car repossessed, you know, not getting any residuals. He, ha he or she hasn't been going out on auditions. Was up for a booking, but then the strike happened. It stopped projects in that sense. This this is a no. So see, striking right now works for you. Because you can afford to strike. But for the 99ers, see, only 1% of the total world population is rich. So for the, 90, the 99ers, the 99% of the world population is not rich. That is stats, not rich. So for the 99er, this is not convenient. You cannot strike for six months. You just can't. So what I would suggest, if your heart is for the people, and you know the struggle that these actors and actresses have, you know, you know, you know, and you care for the industry, and you have a passion for the industry, then I would suggest the OGs, the, the heavyweights in the industry who can afford to strike, to strike TV, film, and in theater. You all strike and let the 99ers still carry on with their jobs and their, so that they can earn a living. You strike, you will make more of an impact. Not those who are being extras for $200 a day. No, 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 no. You strike. You would create more of an impact and your voice would be heard because you are already influencers. You carry a lot of influence and your voice will speak volumes. And that is a very fair resolution. 
but to ask these 99ers who need the money, who want the careers, some who are talented and some who are not, but look, God will let them know eventually if you're not. Listen, <laughs> that's a different sermon. But for those who do have the gift, who do have the talent, this is not fair to them. So you strike, you heavy hitters, you heavyweights, you OGs, you gangsters, you've been in the business for a while. You strike. And then let the 99s continue to work. You would you would you would uh, see quicker results. Oh, but it has to be unified. There has to be a community of you that agrees to do so so that the impact is 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 a potent. Okay? So the way this is going, the way this is being handled, it's, it's, it's a no. It's, it's, that, my resolve, I think, is, you know, is much, much better. Much better. Um, my podcast is 40 minutes in. Uh, I'm going to leave the, the last two for later this evening as a closing podcast. Um, I, have, I, I hope that I have just closed some helpful information. I have to say this. Not everyone will be rich. Not everyone will be famous. But everybody can make a difference. And God gives everyone gifts and talents. Okay, gifts and talents. And you must... The Bible says. Now he can't make you do it God. Because he will never push himself upon you. You have free will and free choice. And you must love him. And love following his biblical principles. You know. Uh, willfully. But with that being said. Even if you never make it to a major platform. You can pour life into somebody with the gift and talents that you possess, the skills that you have. There's so that there's so many different ways because the most important commodity we have as human beings is our time. So even if you don't have the money to to give to a charity, to sponsor a family, to you know uh, make a difference, you have your time. And because time is something that, listen, we can never get back. Once it's spent, it is spent. But the interest, the, the, the return is great. Because good works incorporated by time, through time, with time, makes a good crown. And you, and, and, and you prepare yourself for a place called paradise. You prepare yourself for a place called heaven. Because God remembered your name. Okay? And this has been Alisa Ann Giles' podcast. It is the 1st of August, 2023 at 1.55 p.m. God loves you, and I kind of dig you, and I listen. Enjoy your day, okay? Enjoy your day. 
And of and now listen, I'm totally using you. And so uh no. Listen, I listen, I, I like sharing and I like I like I like yeah, I like being informative and I like sharing and I like helping people, that's all. So with that being of who you were before. You could always be a better version of who you were before. Bye.